No, but it, they still get after you. Well, good evening, everybody. We're glad you're here. Man, what a blessing it is to have you in the house. Uh, I love the fact that we got a few just now drifting in. We love people who come in just a little late. They're all right. There you are. They're up there. You're wondering where everybody's at. So anyway, good to have you. Well, let me ask you a question tonight. Are you expecting? Yep. Amen. Boy, I tell you what, I love to come into a place ready to preach the word and share the word. And, and uh, people have a good attitude and a mindset that we're going to receive from God. You know, God meets us right where we are. I, I love when Jesus would speak sometimes, in, you know, several times in the, in the Gospels where he says, Be it unto you according to your faith. That's kind of like, you, are you expecting? What are you expecting? And what are you asking for? And he says, I'm going to meet you right there. So I believe that's where we're at tonight. So uh, as we get ready to open up uh, in, uh, for, for this service, Willie's going to lead us in prayer. So let's bow our heads together. Heavenly Father, we just welcome you in this place. Lord, we open up our hearts to you and our, our mind. And Lord, we just pray an anointing over Pastor Kelly as he gets ready to deliver the message. And and Rusty, as he ministers to us in song, Lord, yes. we just thank you for everything you do through this church. We give you the praise and glory as we walk through this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, you know, uh, one of our favorites, and like I told Greg last week, I said we got three or four favorites, you know, but uh, or five or six, you know, but but uh, we we love uh, we love Rusty. I love his heart and and his desire for ministry and understanding that he's here, you know, not to put on a performance, but here to help us to connect with God and and make this service be effective. And what a blessing that is. So Rusty Vineyard comes from Guthrie area, and and I've known him for a long, long time. He's been a part of this ministry for a long long time so let's give Rusty a hand as he ministers. Evening. This is uh, I really like to take old songs and kind of put different words to them about Jesus so this is one of those songs. Be alone, they'll have a heavenly home 
good stuff. I like that. I think I like that better than Willie's version. Well, listen, I got just a few quick announcements. Uh, one, two, first of all, thank Dakota and Clarissa Davis for not only uh, letting us use this facility, but also having the cafe open and, and giving us that opportunity to stay there. Also, uh, man, have, yeah, let's give them a hand. And uh, how about we, we're getting a little bit of rock on. Uh, you say, man, they're getting some rock on there. Why haven't they done more? Well, just a little bit of rock that they've done has already been 4000 That's $4,000 worth of rock. You think, boy, that didn't go very far. And that's why it's a little at a time. There's a lot of rock needs to be on this. But anyway, uh, he's getting, he's getting uh, making some progress there. And we're very thankful he's going to try to get some right out here because I told him it's going to start raining here one of these days. And uh, we're praying hard, so uh, the rain's coming. Uh, also, you know, I just want to make a quick uh, note. You know, there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that we don't we don't always see uh, if you're not on the kind of the in, inner workings of. Uh, and you could be on the inner workings in one area of ministry within the church and 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 not see what goes on in another. And uh, Willie was telling me the men and and Willie's kind of taking that on as part of uh, the full armor men's ministry. And and they he was working on a we we took care of a transmission and the church did and and. But Willie was one that went and loaded that car up and, and hauled that car to the place where it needed to go and, and spent the extra time. Uh, he does a lot of things behind the scenes. He also uh, has been working on some carpentry work for a, a lady that uh, needed needed help. And, and uh, so doing that as a part of Full Armor Men's Ministry. And, you know, we have a place on our website that you can assign uh, or, or you can sign up or, or offer to help. And if you, you know, have skills uh, like that, uh, you'd like to help in some of those areas and some of those ways, uh, make sure that Willie knows or I know about that. Uh, there's ways that you can get involved. And it wouldn't be just, just men, but, uh, but that would be a big part of that. So we're very thankful for, for what God's doing 
behind the scenes. And so as you give, as you support, as you pray, and as you participate, that's part of what uh, we're, we're participating in. Also, uh, man, I tell you what, we had a great crew out at the arena last night uh, down here on the east end of the uh, parking lot and just past the pins. We got our, our uh, new arena being being built. It's in the process, but we're, we're uh, getting ready for the event in September 10th and uh, had quite a few show up. We It was pretty awesome. We uh, added the return alley in and we did a little bit of moved uh, the south end a little bit adjusted some things and and uh, got it a little a lot straighter it was not very straight and it wasn't really where I wanted it to be anyway but uh, everybody everybody worked hard and just had a good time we worked from about six till uh, close to dark and some of us were there after dark and and uh, but but the main group of people man I just thank you let's give workers and those that are doing extra stuff a hand amen I think that's big, and you know, and, and, and that ties right into Saturday nights. Uh, we had the the cookout uh, down at the, or well, we potluck cookout, whatever. We, we didn't really cook out, but we ate really good. If you weren't there, you missed out on some amazing dishes. It was really good. I was miserable when I went home, but I was happy. I did it with a smile on my face, and so it was good all the way around. And I thank all those that that help, always help that that uh, make that happen. Um, we are going to have our, our launch, and I, I want everybody to make note of this on September 10th. I know everybody can't be involved in this, but um, se September 10th will be the, the uh, kickoff, the launch event at the, uh, down at the arena. We're going to have what they call a play day, and if you're not familiar with that, it's a basically a junior rodeo. It's kids' uh, events, and they'll run barrels and poles and and do a flag race, and they'll they'll have some stuff on the sides, and 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 they're going to rope dummies, and they're going to run stick horse barrels on the side, and then they'll have their horses and stuff. So it'll be a fun event. We're going to be trying to get this arena. It's a work in progress, but we want to get it where it's accommodating to people to come watch. Now there, there's you'll need a lawn chair probably this first event because we're we're still working. Uh, towards getting the bleachers and things there. But it's all uh, exciting things with the young families and and, and people that, that are going to be able to get involved with, and we're going to be able to minister to it. And so you, you may, even if you're not necessarily a horse person, uh, now or maybe never have been, you can still, there'll be places that you, that you can serve, and we'll try to have a, a sign-up areas and sheet to where it's kind of half, kinda, not, not halfway. It is organized, all right? Uh, but it will be a work in progress as we go along, but, um, you know, there'll be different ways to work. And But one of the things I wanted to do is we tried to set this up so that we could uh, involve the church in some way. Uh, with the event and, and those of you that love to serve with meals and food and that sort of thing. It doesn't have to be a huge meal, but we want to provide a lunchtime uh, gathering for our people. So you can come and fellowship and we'll do lunch down there, but we'll also be able to bless the, the contestants, their families, because these are kids. They're, it's going to be whole families that are going to come because the kids obviously aren't going to, you know, not going to have six and eight year old kids showing up, you know, pulling the trailer and unloading their horses, right? You get the whole family. And so uh, what a blessing that is. That's going to be a big undertaking. Uh, it won't be as big as it will be in the future. We're not trying not to get it too big just because we want to, uh, we, we've called this our, our first rodeo. Uh, yeah, it's the first one that we've done down here. Come on, y'all. Y'all just now getting this, okay? 
Hey, Jay, that was Jason's. That's right. That was Jason's. Uh, uh, he came up with that. Uh, this is literally our first rodeo, at least that we're putting on. And so uh, a, a blessing down here in this new arena. All right. Um, also, I uh, want to mention Saturday morning we'll be talking about the men's. So anyway, back to the lunch deal. I don't, I don't want to leave that too early. Remember that September 10th if you're able to help and be a part of that. And just come fellowship and hang out. It'll be from uh, noon, 1230. I'll give a short message in the arena. And, uh, and uh, so we want everything in the arena to be centered around God and, and ministry. And so that's going to be a part of it. We're going to get to share. And so... Be a part of that and uh, plan to plan to attend that. That'll be it. Start at twelve thirty, and then we'll just provide lunch for for people, and, and the contestants will have food, and there'll, there'll be things there. So more information coming. Saturday morning, though, this Saturday morning will be Full Armor Men's Ministry, and they're meeting at uh, Awakening the Fire, which is over by uh, Scooters, uh, New Holland, uh, that side of town over on the East. If you type in your phone. Awakening the fire, you can find it. It'll be, it'll show, I, I think it will, but anyway, it's on that access road over there by Northwest Bed and, and coming in over in there. So, all right, if you will uh, make note of that, that's at 8 a.m. in the morning to 11 a.m. They're going to meet there. And then every Tuesday is men's Bible study. All right, I want to get off the announcements real quickly, but I want to make sure that you have opportunity to understand uh, what these buckets are, that that's a place to give. It's a place for you to sow seed in the kingdom of God. God, as well as the church. I remember one of my kids one time, I said, you know, we gave them the check, our tithe check to put in the offering. And we said, you know, he said, what's this? And we said, we're giving to God. And, and well, I don't remember which one of the kids it was. They, they looked at us and they said, but you're, no, you're giving it to the church. And I said, no, honey, we're giving it to God. I want you to understand the church is a representative, but we're giving it to God because then it goes into God's heavenly economy and God's promises and provision come back to us as a result of that. And so that's the way we believe with you when you give. And so we're going to pray over that offering and then we're going to get Rusty up here for a few more songs. So let's let's pray. Father, we just come before you tonight. And Lord, we thank you and we praise you that in the world that we live in today, that Lord, we need every provision that you can provide for us. That Lord God, we need resources. We need resources as a church. We need resources as, a, as an individual. And Father God, I thank you that we can stand and, and on your word and know that as we are obedient to give, to entrust our, our finances to you, that Father, we're, we're in an economy that is not reliant on the stock market, that's not reliant on what the government does, it's not reliant on our paycheck, it's not reliant only on, on what we can do with our hands, but Father, we're trusting in you. That, Lord God, you make a way where there is no way. You produce in and through us a, a, a increase and an abundance and a provision and a wealth that is far beyond what just money is. So, Lord God, as we give, as these who give tonight, we thank you that we are believing with them for every provision of heaven to be at their, at their disposal. That, Father God, as they, as they gain the wisdom and the direction for their spending, as they, as they trust you, as they put their skills to work, as they rely on maybe what they've built over all these years, that, Lord God, ultimately their faith and their trust is in you. And God, we stand with every member and every, mem every person coming into this place and every person who gives and sows that, Lord God, your provision is, is theirs. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, at this time, we're going to let Rusty come back and minister to us in song. I'm always encouraged by his heart. And so let's give him a, a hand as he sings.
you know, as we were praying, I was just thinking about that I talked to three different people on the way up here. And I know that at least those three are praying for us. And that's just, that's really good to me to know. They're not praying just for me. They're praying for us. So um, know that you're being prayed for. Isn't that neat? I've got some hymns to do for you tonight. And I don't know. I mean, this is just what God said do. So. But they're going to kind of come out kind of country. So. Coincidence things happen. My wife and I were on a trip or yesterday, maybe. Time flies. And there was a railroad spike in the road. You know what I'm talking about? That big old fat thing? Well, we did a couple of stops and we pulled into a parking lot at a 
at a Walmart grocery store. Sorry about this story, but it, it just that fits with what I'm getting ready to sing. <clears throat> and I don't talk much. I usually just sing. And we pulled up and parked, and the car right next to us had a license tag, and it said R.R. Spike. Railroad Spike. We just, we just went, I mean, it was, I mean, that's just the way things are. And very seldom do I look at hymns and see who wrote them. I'm just not that guy that cares. I mean, that's not wrong word, maybe. I'm just not that detail. I like the song, sing the song. But in doing these songs, I found out that the guy that wrote this name is Thomas Chisholm. How about that? Did y'all know you're at Chisholm Trail Cowboy Church? I just thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> I just, I mean, it just, you know, remember. I know. They're still thinking about the railroad spike. Great is thy faithfulness, oh God, my Father. Faithfulness 
and true free this is the pathway of blessing for me oh jesus lord and savior i give myself to thee for thou in thine atonement stuff we love to uh, the heart that uh, Rusty has and and how he ministers well tonight uh, I, I want us to go into the word I've, I've called this uh, it's gonna be part two uh, last week I called it uh, 
staying on fire for God. And, you know, I, I got to thinking about this. You know, the, the first thing we got to do is be on fire for God. And so I'm not changing the title necessarily, but uh, I think I'm going to go back and look at it is, is being and staying on fire for God, because I guarantee there's, there's both are, are necessary. And so if you got your Bibles, uh, turn to 2 Timothy 1, and uh, we're going to begin there in this. Uh, I am going to switch to, I'm going to use the New Living Translation tonight. And I tell you what, I, I loved as I began this a new Bible and, and uh I love grabbing new Bibles sometimes. I don't have stuff uh, underlined and marked and, and all in it. And, uh, of course, I carry different Bibles. I've got different ones that I use at different times for different things. But as I, as I begin to read it, and I, I love reading it a little bit different sometimes because what it does is it stirs in me, uh, just a, a broadens the understanding of, the, of these verses at times. But, you know, I use the, the quote that is given, to it's quoted as being John Wesley, but then I, I did research and there, there's really no proof that it was him. But it, it's, a, it's, a, it's catch, catch fire and people come to watch you burn. You know, there's something about having a passion for God. There's a, something about being excited about, about God. And, you know, if you can, when you get excited about God, it, it begins to affect other people. That's basically what he was saying, or whoever came up with that saying, is that once you're on fire for God, others will come to watch you, watch you investigate why you are on fire. What, how is it affecting uh, people? You know, verse second, or second Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 6, he says, This is why I remind you to fan into flame the spiritual gift God has given you, when I laid my hands on you. Now understand, remember, this is the Apostle Paul telling Timothy, who was a young minister, he said, you've got to fan into flames the fire, the, uh, the spiritual gift, because it's the world you're living in. Ministry will, will try to snuff it out. People will try to snuff it out. Life will try to snuff it out. Depends on, on whether you're in ministry or not. Listen, it's the same for me as it is for you. I've got to, to keep my, the fire in me ignited. I teach roughly, uh, usually about seven times a week with my morning Bible study that I do. So it's every day other than Saturday, I'm preparing a message, usually two on, on Tuesday. And, and you know, I don't, I haven't, I couldn't do that when I was young. I can do it now because it's, it's a lot less, I don't have to do as much investigation or study, I should say, in, into each and everything I say because I've already done it. And it doesn't mean that I don't continue to study, if that makes sense. But, you know, when I was first started in ministry, man, I was worried about every word I said. And I'd spend, I I might spend 30, 40 minutes or an hour or two hours proving just in case somebody asked a question about one statement or, or something that I would make because I, I didn't want to do it wrong. And I continue to not want to do it wrong. But fortunately, I have uh, enough depth to where that does help. But that being said, it can drain you. See, and that doesn't count all of the other things that are pulling on us all the time, the other cares of, of prayer needs and the other questions that people have and the other the things that you hear about and all the different things that weigh us down. Well, our, our pressures, my pressure is the same. Well, it, I have it too. I'm not going to say it's the same. But there is a pressure on us all as Christians. And, and, and the, so you say, well, I'm not in ministry. 
Well, yeah, but you're in a world that, that is come, will come to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy your, your, what God has given you, the abundant life that God's given us. And so he's just challenging him. He says, fan it into flame. In other words, keep it not just cool, not just uh, barely warm, but, but get it flamed up. I've got one of those. I started cooking with charcoal again. Uh, I went to a pellet grill, and then I went to a... I've got my... my my blackstone, my griddle, but I can't do the steaks the same. They're just not as good on that griddle. Now, maybe some of you can do it. I just, I can't get them done like I want them done. And so I went back to good old, I just went and bought a cheap, just regular old charcoal, and I take charcoal now. But then I get that chimney, that that little round thing. If you ever do charcoal, man, it's the greatest thing, man. If you, It's a lot easier. You just get that dude and stick you some paper underneath it, stuck it in there, and you light it, and it'll just sit there and smolder and smoke and and, and just cook for a little bit. Pretty soon you start to see down and you look down in that through that charcoal, you can start to see a little flame. And if you give it a little wind, you know, get a little air, then it pretty soon it'll pretty soon it, it's building something that's so hot you can't hardly get your hand close to it. And see, that's where I want to be where God is concerned. I don't want to ever allow the world or, or whatever's going on in this world to douse or to cool my passion for God because the passion that we have for God, it, it causes action. That's the other title I could have used, and I may switch it up and use it sometime, but uh, having a passion for action. That's what he's telling him. He says, don't quit being passionate for God. Don't let anything rob the fire that you have. But you know what? If you've never gained or, or gotten to that place where maybe you're, you're, you've given, you know, you, you've prayed to accept God like I was when I was a, a high school kid. I just didn't want to go to hell, so I just, you know, I just wanted fire insurance. I just wanted just enough of God so I didn't, didn't go to hell if I died. And you know what? That's, that's a good beginning point. But man, what, a, what are we missing we're, we're missing all the best that God has. And when we jump in with both feet, and that's always the way I've just kind of been. I don't do stuff very well just a little bit. I, I usually jump in with both feet. And, and when, we're, when we get into a relationship with God, that's when it gets to be the best. That's when it just gets to be exciting. He goes on in verse 7. I love this. Uh, he says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. The King James says, sound mind. I like both of those thoughts, both those wordings, where, where it talks about that he, this is what he's given us. You know, this verse right here is one that, that I began to use as a young kid, learning how to just not be afraid in, of all the things of life. This word, God hadn't given me a spirit of fear. You, you see what he's telling Timothy? He says, look, you, the, the, the people are going to be scary. Your situation is going to be scary. Your calling is going to be scary. There's opportunity to be afraid. But he said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. He didn't, I, didn't give you, I didn't give you timidity. And so we look at what he did give us, and, and that's what I love. He said, I didn't give you this, but here's, God didn't give you this, but here's what he did give you. He gave you, first of all, power. Man, power. See, that's what we got to seek, and when we begin to get, give our life to God, let him have more of us, and, and, and don't just be that, that, you know, that charcoal in the bag, 
All right? Get, get, get the charcoal that's ignited, that's white hot, that's doing something. You know, you want to be producing something good. And so you begin to say, okay, God, I'll give you my life. And when we do that, we begin to walk in the power of God. That's why Jesus came. Oh, we're going to look at this in a little bit more in, in a little bit. But he, he, gave us, he gave us power. What is, what is the power that's necessary? Well, first of all, the power to be saved. The power, to, the power of God that can fix even your worst sin issue, your, your, your greatest fault. And nothing that you have done that is greater. Nothing that is, is greater than no sin causes you, disqualifies you from the power of God to deliver you if you accept and receive what God has provided. He gave us power and, and also then power to do whatever else you need to do. You need to be good on your job. You need to be, you need to be good as a parent. You need, to, you need to figure out how to live single. I told them Sunday, you know, I don't preach to singles. I mean, I don't, I don't talk a lot about it. I talk to families and, and dads, especially, and husbands. And, and, and now that I'm becoming, now that I'm a grandpa, i got, I got to start, you know, I can relate a little bit. We can, we can swap some grandpa stories, even though I'm just a newbie at it, you know, just four-month-old. Uh, my, mine, that's where my wife is still. She's going to be back Saturday, thank God. We was trying to figure out in 36 years, I don't think we've ever been two weeks apart. She says maybe one time. There's a couple. But it, you know, what? here's the deal. I think maybe one time I was gone. I was gone two weeks. She hadn't been the one to be gone. I mean, I, you know, I mean, it's all right for me to be gone, too. But not her. See, that leaves me to try to take care of everything at the house. You know how we are, guys. It's like, oh, golly, I don't know what. How do, how do I do all this stuff? Uh, yeah. Hey, you know, this has been a great time for her to be gone, though. There's cookouts and there's there's stuff. I mean, I've, I have not lacked for for food. I've been I've been doing good now. But but notice he said power. And, and, and so whatever we have need of, but then he said love. And, and you know what? Something that wonderful about love is that's that buffer so that power doesn't mess us up. Because see, here's something, when we begin to step into and walk in the power of God, if we're not careful and it's not balanced by love, see, there's a law of love that God puts into operation that He operates in and through us, and that begins to be our motivator for everything that we do. We're hungry for power, not so that we can look good or that we can gain it, but, we, but, but because we love people. That's what he's telling Timothy. Don't forget, you need to pursue the power of God that transforms and changes lives, but make sure that it's all driven by the love of God. That's what motivates and, and, and drives me, that keeps me going, is that, that love for, for people and, and seeing the changed life. And then he says self-discipline or a sound mind. When you look that word up in the Greek, it uses sound mind. Disciplined mind, right thinking, reasonable, all different words to explain that one Greek word, whatever it was. I didn't pull, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like a title to a, or author of a song. Sometimes it, it's not that, that doesn't matter what that Greek word was. But the meaning is both sound mind, right thinking, but self-disciplined. Why? Because it is going to take some self-discipline to be successful in, in the things of God. It's going to take some self-discipline. You keeping you in order, you being self-disciplined to say, I'm going to get up whether I feel like it or not. I'm going to study and pray. I'm going to get up out of my bed. I'm going to, I'm going to, go, I'm going to go act like God says I am whether I feel like it or not. God said you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
God said that you're, you, that, so well, I better not start there. There's so many areas, that, things that he said, so many rabbit trails we could, get, we could follow. But I want us to see some other things. You know, when Paul encouraged him, he, he, call, he called him or was challenging him, keep the fire hot on the inside of you. And you know, here's the thing. If you have never come to that place and that point where you've, where you've given it all, given yourself over to God and said, okay, God, here I am, use me. I challenge you, just try it out. Boy, I tell you what, it's, it's the greatest kind of life. You won't mean that you won't have challenges or problems, but last time I figured it out, fi- figured it out or, or looked at, at most people's lives, there's problems waiting for us out the outside, out, outside every day. Might as, well have the, might as well have God on my side working with and for me. He says, power, love, and sound. Look at, let's, let's, let's turn to Matthew chapter 9. I used this verse last week. But I tell you what, I want to I go here again because I rearranged these, the order of these scriptures and, and uh, it, was, it was pretty powerful how God uh, changed up and, and showed out of this different translation how, how this all fit together. It says here that, that in verse 35, I'm in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. He says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. Boy, I like that part. I just had to pause and think about that a little bit. He said, Jesus is he's going about, he's roaming around, he's going from village to village, and he's announcing something. You know, he was announcing the good news of the gospel. He's the gospel. That's what that's what it is. Good news, right? You ever heard it defined like that? Talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is it? The good news. That's just a simple way to understand it. And so that's why it says the good news of the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. So he taught. He announced, in other words, the the good news. He was preaching and teaching. He was announcing. He was proclaiming. And he was healing everything. So he brought those two together. You see, because that's what he, he desired to do, God desired to do through his ministry. He is the personification of God. He's God in the flesh. If we want to know what God, I say this all the time, but if we want to know what God's will is, we look at the ministry of Jesus, His love for us, His desire for us. And it says that He came, He preached the good news, and He healed. In verse 36, it says, when He saw the crowds, and He had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless. I think we could look across, well, I won't look across this crowd necessarily, but I think we could look across a lot of crowds. You could go into a lot of stores, and you could go to a lot of businesses. You could go to a lot of ball games. You could get, see a gathering of people, and I think you could find a lot of people that are in that place right there. They're confused and they're helpless. You know, do you ever, you ever feel helpless, whether you are or not? You ever feel helpless in some situations? You ever feel like, man, I don't, I don't know what to do. I, I, I don't know what else to do. This, this world, all these things, all these negatives, all these things that are, that are swamping us and bombarding us. You know, I told the men this morning in the men's Bible study, I said I was, I was watching, uh, I was watching some, 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 uh, some ministry stuff from, from uh, some training that I'm, I'm helping mentor a youth pastor um, and, and a guy that's just, you know, called to, to youth ministry. And I, I did youth ministry 30 years ago. How many of you know the world's changed a little bit in 30 years? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, there wasn't cell phones, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't, you know, hardly, there was, there was, a cable TV was out there, but I mean, you know, if you even wanted to watch MTV, you had to stay up till 10.30 or, you know, 11. Okay, okay, y'all didn't even, that, that didn't, that wasn't a joke necessarily, but it's like, some of you don't even remember, some of you younger ones, you, you remember when, some of you were like, I never cared about MTV. Okay, well, then you're, you're just a little bit older. But there was a time, okay, I'm going to leave that alone. But see, here's the thing. The world we've lived in is so changed, and, and here's what they, he was saying about reaching the, the young people of this generation, the younger generation. Is he, he, he said, we've got to bring them the truth and the hope. They're not, really, they're not really wanting to hear all the bad. They're not, that's not a way to reach them. Talking about focusing on the negative and the bad is not a way to, to, to reach them. Us going around griping about how they're acting. You, you with your grandkids, you want to reach your grandkids? This, this helps. This will help you. Because you're, you're, you're going, I don't know how to correct them. When I grew up, by golly, you ever say that? Oh, man. They don't, they, they, their ears probably turn off about that time. As they say, well, I always say, or, or I was to, well, back in my day, you know, hey, my dad just said it, do it, and I didn't ask why. Mine was the same way. But the world we're in right now, these young people today, you got to understand, they have had in their hands since a time they could walk, most of them, a device that gave them access to a world and their information. They are swamped with it. And we can gripe about it. We can not like it. And I don't. But that doesn't help me reach them. I've got to pray, God, give me the ability to change my ways enough, not compromise the word, not accept the goofiness that comes off of TikTok and some of the other stuff. But I can tell you this, I've got to have a heart to say, God, help me come at them in the right way. And, and part of that is to bring a relevance and a truth from this word See, to you and I, we just look at it and say, God said it, I believe it, because that's the way we were taught. Daddy said it, you do it. Don't ask. And I love the fact that I was raised like that. But the world we're in right now, it's tough. It's a different way. But I'm going to tell you what, we don't have to be full of hopelessness and, and talk about hope, the, everything that's wrong all the time. You ever, get, you ever get with your certain friends that believe like you do, or, or, or you, you, you vote, they vote like you do, and, they, and boy, we get to ranting and talking, and boy, we're, we're on this and we're on that. And, and see, but we, 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 what we'll do is we'll begin to focus on everything that's helpless and hopeless. We'll be confused. We'll be helpless. And we'll be one of the crowd that Jesus is looking at with compassion instead of one that can bring a hope and an answer. I'm telling you what, that, that'll, that'll challenge. Some of you can, can go home tonight just thinking about that and all week be thinking about, God, how do you, you give me the, the words to reach these 20-somethings that are coming to work with you? Some of you that are still in the workforce and you're, you're looking at these kids and you're thinking, man, quit looking at them like this, right? Quit looking at them with shaking your head. I really didn't plan on preaching on this, but I tell you what, this will help us. Because otherwise, we're going to be the ones that are confused and helpless. How do we reach them? How do we impart life into them? I tell you what, we can do it if we get a heart like Jesus. Because Jesus saw past 
their helplessness, their hopelessness, their confusion, all the issues and all the things. And what did he do? He looked past them and he saw their heart and he still had the love for them. See, we got to we got to maintain the ability to love them, to walk with them instead of just preaching at them. I'm, I'm real good at wanting to get my finger and, you know, do this. I learned that from my mom. <laughs> she still does it. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. Can we walk alongside them? Can we listen to them? Can we help them be a part of this? So, you know, help, come, come up with things, but still maintain the truth of God's word. Man, I tell you what, what a powerful thing. Now, look at look at what he says in verse 37. This is this is this was so powerful to me this afternoon. He says he said to his disciples, see, when he when he saw this, he turned and he and, and he said to his disciples, he said, he said in verse 38, 37, he said, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. You say, man, I just came here to listen to a little music, and you, the preacher, you need to just move on. I, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. But, you know, God has, has given us, and, and this is something that the vision of this church has been to have a, a, a concert and hope to reach some people. And that's not wrong. That's been good. People say, Cowboy Church is different. I'm going to say, yes, it is. Because the, the, the world, the world we live in is different. It ain't the same as it was 15 years ago. And I am certainly different, <laughs> if you ain't figured that out. But there's a calling that I have and that I won't, I won't leave. Because ultimately when I stand before God, I'm going to answer to Him. Amen. So <clears throat> he says, pray the har the, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So then he tells them what to do about it. He says, pray. And it, see, that's why I challenge you all the time. You know, some of you may not be physically able to do what you used to do, but maybe that gives you an advantage. Maybe if you can't play golf anymore, Maybe if you can't run a race anymore, maybe if you can't come out and build fence with, at the arena, even though some of, some of them, I, I, I had a few. Was Larry here? He ain't here. He, he probably, he probably sore and, and hurting from carrying stuff. I need to check on him. He's probably why he and Linda aren't here tonight, because they worked so hard in the arena. They're helping, helping with the arena last night. He grabbed a hold of the rope and chute to drag it out of the way. I said, get out of the way. What are you doing? I said, I said, Larry, you're old enough and seasoned enough. You don't have to do anything to prove anymore, right? But you know, here's the thing. You may not be able to do what you used to could do. But you can still, still say, God, what do you have for me? What do you have for me? I, I, you, do you realize how much happens in 15 minutes of dedicated prayer that isn't God help me, help mine, help this, and, and, and is built out of God? What do you need me to stand in today? Who do you need me to stand for? Who do I need to lift up? You know, here's the thing. We do the prayer list, and that's good. But you've got, as a believer, the Holy Spirit. And if you begin to tune in to hearing Him, He will bring you a name. Pray for Pastor Kelly. Well, what about? 
You may not need to know every bit of my business. I'm just having fun with that. But you know, here's the thing. If you knew a lot of my business, you'd probably go, how's he do that? <laughs> or you'd go, dear Lord, he does need prayer. But you know, here's the thing. It, it, it may be, it may be, you know, God, it may be somebody that sits across from you in, in here. It may be say, well, you know, it's that couple that sits, I don't know their name, but that couple that sits right down there. Yeah. Or, or it may be, you know what, I saw this, this guy over here sitting off way off by himself. He's, he may be a little bit introverted and he may not really like people. No, Pat really does. He just likes to sit over there on the side. <laughs> See, what, what, what if God prompted and, and asked you to pray? And then you say, well, I don't know what to pray. But you know what you could do? Open your mouth. <laughs> Open your mouth. And what, would God, what does God's Word say He'll do? He said He'd fill it. Some of you are, are, are like, wow, I got something I can do. I can see it in you. Now, here's the thing. Don't leave here and, and let the devil snuff it out and tell you, no, you can't. Some of you would argue with God, kind of like some other people have argued with God about their ability. Some of you would say, you know, you, you say, God, I'm willing, and, and God begin on something, and then, and then you go, but, but I don't know enough of the Bible. That's one of the reasons I switched translations. The readability and the ease of understanding, gaining the heart of God from a simpler translation. And I, I caught flack. I'd catch flack. If I, if I asked your opinion, some of you would give it to me now. Right? Here's the thing. Gaining, and sometimes you say, I can't understand it. Get a simpler translation. And then as you become a student of the Bible, you can look at the differences and gain an understanding. But see, here's the thing. You don't have to know a lot of Scripture to lift somebody up in prayer, be led by the Holy Spirit. But as you begin to do that, what will He do? He'll open this up to you where you will understand it. If you set a heart, if you determine and put your, in your heart that, God, I want, I'm going to do this, I'm going to understand, you, you'll begin to. You'll begin to understand. Because here's the thing. It really doesn't matter how much man's education you have or gain, all you're going to have if you don't have the Holy Spirit and His help is you're going to have head knowledge and you're not going to have the heart of God. What did He give us? Power, love, and self-discipline or sound mind, whichever translation you got, both being right. You say, man, preacher, you're, you're getting honest tonight. Well, listen, I believe we live in a time where we've got to be on fire for God. And I believe that we've got to fan into flames the things that God's put in us and called us to do. Notice what Jesus saw. He saw a harvest that needed laborers. And I see the same thing. I see a, I see a harvest. There's people that, that we haven't reached yet. There's people, things that we haven't done. There's things that we haven't accomplished. And, and I believe that God's calling us to do these things, to grow in these things, to develop in these things. Notice, notice what Jesus did um, when He saw the problem. He said, here's the solution. What was the solution? People being empowered just like He was. 
That's what I saw today in this that I, I never have seen before. He said not just... When, when he said workers, he wasn't talking about just warm bodies. He's talking about people like him. Because what did he do? Just a, a few little... little uh, maybe a, a, a short period of time after this. We see it in John chapter 14. When he was relating his, to his disciples what, who were going to become the apostles, when he talked to them, what did he tell them? He said, I'm going away, but I'm sending another just like me. I'm sending another comforter. I'm sending the Holy Spirit who's going to dwell in you. He's not going to be, be just with you, but he's going to be in you. And the Holy Spirit's going to empower you to do what? Be a witness. What was the last thing he said right before he was ascended in Acts chapter 1 verse 8? He said, go to the upper room, go to the place that I've told you and wait. Because why? Because you're going to be empowered to be a witness. I tell you what, I, I don't know about, you, you may not have come expecting to get, well yeah you were, you said you were expecting. Here's the thing, God knew exactly who was going to be here, he knows exactly who's watching. And you can, be, you can be stirred and fan the flame of fire. Let's look at, um, I'm still on, shoot, I'm still on review. Uh, we're not going to probably get over into some of the things that I wanted to get to tonight. But Acts chapter 2, it talked about, let's, let's look at that. Because what happened was, Jesus is speaking right there to exactly what's going to happen after the day of Pentecost or when the day of Pentecost came. And, and we read it last week in chapter 2 of, of Acts. He says, on the day of Pentecost, and remember, Pentecost simply means 50. Pentecost meant, simply meant the Feast of Harvest 50 days after the Passover. It's not a scary word. But it is a, a day, it says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring and mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of fire uh, or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone, and there was 120, by the way. This wasn't just the 12. This was 120. He says, and, and everyone pre present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in a, another language as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. And I, all, and I, I said this last week. We've, we've sometimes allowed the devil to make everybody fuss and worry about the tongues part. And he missed the infilling of the Holy Spirit and the empowerment part. That's what Acts 1.8 has to say. He said, I want you to be empowered with the Holy Holy Spirit so that you can be a witness. Witness of what? A witness in order to do what Jesus was talking about over there when he saw the crowd, when he was proclaiming the good news, when he was bringing the healing and the restoration, the recovery and everything that was needed. Man, I'm telling you what, this word came together today and, and I, I just believe that it is, it is the, the time that we have the ministry and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives so that we can do be the workers for the harvest that God called us to. That Jesus was seeing, that Jesus was talking about. You see, He said, pray, over there in Matthew chapter 9, He said, pray that God send harvesters, laborers, into the harvest. And then He, then he, then he, he turned them loose into it, and what did he do? He said, I want, them to be, I want them to be empowered to be a witness. What's witness of? Witness of all that God desired for, the, for mankind and all the, the power of the ministry and the work of the Holy Spirit. 
You know, as I as I uh, as I get ready to close, I, I want to challenge you with a, with a couple of things. The the illustration, the awesome illustration of David and how David came up on in in, in uh, and I'm not going to really get into it, but in First Samuel chapter 17 of how he came upon the fight and came upon the battle with a whole different mindset than the rest of the, the, the soldiers of Israel. He came up there for, for a couple of reasons. And, and let's, let's do turn over to, to I'm, I'm just going to hit one verse in, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 16. Uh, Whitney, we're changing order, but go to uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16. And, and I want us to go to verse 6. Samuel was a prophet of that day, and he came with a specific reason to Jesse's house. He went to Jesse's house. Why? Because God said, go to Jesse's house. Jesse's got all these sons, and I want you to anoint one for the next king of, Egypt, or of uh, Israel. He says, when he arrived, in verse 6, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed. He saw the first guy, the oldest son, the best looking, the strongest, the, the most fit by eye appeal. And he said, "Woo, my job's done. This is the man. And God said, no. Look at verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. See, that gives us all hope. You may not fit. I go to a lot of preacher things, and I don't always look like a preacher. <laughs> you may walk into a situation or a circumstance. You may go to work, or you may do whatever you do, and you'd say, by appearance, I don't appear to be one that could do the work of the ministry that, I, that, 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 could, that could do and be obedient to what God said. But here we see God was looking at the heart. What's important about the heart? A yielded, one willing, one that'll say, okay, God, here I am, send me. It didn't mean, you know, when God anointed him... He anointed him as just a young shepherd boy, David. When David finally came in, he went through all the sons, and, and he got down to David, and he finally, when David showed up, he said, this is the one. And when David showed up, he said, this is the one. And, and when he anointed him, then David began to do go right into ministry, and he ascended to kingship. No, he spent a long time back being trained, being prepared. You know, here's the amazing thing uh, as we as we close tonight. There were three things that I was going to get to that I don't have time for tonight. Maybe I'll get to them next week. But David left his calling. You could you could say it like this. David met God. God David received his calling. David, you could say that that like our salvation time. But what took place and transformed and changed David's life is he spent time with God. He loved God and he stepped into the opportunity that was brought to him. When David finally got to the battlefield to face Goliath, he wasn't yet king. But when he stepped up in that situation, he'd been prepared because he was willing and when he was willing, God had had him ready, and he stepped in just at that moment, stepped into that time. And you know what? By all outward appearance, he still wasn't qualified. 
By all outward appearance, there's no way it'll work. By all outward appearance, it shouldn't have worked, and yet God did something. So what do I do with this message tonight? I, I, I just wrote down a few things. One, uh, one is, is we've got to fan into flame the gifts of God in us. You may have one talent. You may have three. You may have five. You know the, 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 the story of the, the parable. But you know what all God wants is what you have. <laughs> he doesn't want more than what you have. He just wants what you have. So first of all, is we got to be willing to do that. Second of all, we got to de- determine to focus on the good news of the gospel. Make a, de- make a declaration or a decision tonight. God, I'm going to quit looking at all the things that are wrong in this world. And I'm going to look to the one thing that trumps it all. And that is the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because regardless of what else happens in this world, if we're in His hands, we're going to be okay. God's going to take care of us. Follow Him. Decide that I'm going to focus on the good news of the gospel, both in my life and when I talk to others. The other, the, the other thing is to decide to spend time with God to get His direction. I challenged you last week. Put your notepad by your bed. God might wake you up with something good. Be ready. Be willing. God will begin to grow you in those things. The other thing is this, receive, receive his preparation for the cause before you be willing to, to, for God to direct your steps in your path. Allow him to take you to the places that you need to go in order to be trained. I can guarantee you there was a lot of years of training before I stepped in to fulfill what God called me to, to fulfill. And the other thing is step up as God brings opportunities your way. You know, Isaiah 6, 8 says, the, 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 God was having a conversation. He said, who will we send with the message to this people? And Isaiah said, here I am, send me. Some of you may have come in here very innocently just wanting to eat at the cafe, see a few folks, listen to some good music, and maybe get a word of preaching. But God met you here. I believe that you have a choice and an opportunity to say, okay, God, I'll go send me. Some of you, you say, man, I, I don't want to go to Africa. I don't want to go off on a mission field. And you know, God's probably not going to call you there. But if he does, it'll be the most exciting thing you ever, you ever seen. But it all starts with the willingness of heart. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank you and we praise you that tonight is, is a special night. I believe that, that God knew exactly who was going to be here and who's, who, who is going to watch. And Lord, this message may go out and, and you may be watching this days or months or, or, or hours later. But Father, you know exactly who this is speaking to. And, and even though it's speaking to all of us, that, that who's going to hear and respond. Father, I, I asked last week... Who, who wanted to, to do more. And Father, I pray that tonight you see the hearts of those who are again saying, okay, Lord, if you can use me, I'll go. I'll be, I'll be willing. If you can give me somebody to pray for, I'll pray for them. If you, if you, if you give me an assignment to do, I'll, I'll do it. That I'll, I'll, I'll fulfill, I'll, I'll go to work in the harvest. Lord God, I praise you that you see those that are willing.
I pray you bring a reality to the lives of those who are, who are stepping forth. You know, just while you're continuing in this time of prayer, by the Spirit of the Lord, I, I, I feel like there's those that you've said, God, I want to hear your voice. God, I want to feel your presence, sense and know your presence. Well, I'm going to say that, that, that God's heard that and he's, he's speaking. He's directing. He's giving you that sense of the reality of who God is. Father, I pray that your, your presence be known in this place, be sensed and understood in this place. And that, Father God, that, that for all those who desire to move forward but, but ha have a roadblock, I, I speak against the roadblocks in Jesus' name. That every barrier be broken. Lord, your word says that the anointing removes burdens and destroys yokes. Father, I praise you and I thank you that, that the anointing of God in this place tonight removes burdens and destroys yokes. Everything that, that would hinder those that desire to go forward, I, I thank you, Lord, that it be broken and be removed in Jesus' name. Father, I praise you. I give you glory for it. Lord, if there's anybody here within the sound of my voice watching or, or right here who's never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, maybe you've never really truly surrendered, Never just said, God, I'm yours. Come into my heart, come into my life. While people's heads are bowed, if there's anybody who needs that prayer, raise your hand. I want to I see that. Anybody? I don't want to assume. Anybody need to? I never want to assume you're all good. Everybody seems to be good, but in, in online, I just pray that you would make contact with us as well. Now, Father, as we continue in this service, as we get ready to close it, that, Lord God, we thank you that we'll not leave here and forget. But the, 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 the commitments made tonight will, will continue to be maintained. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. You know, I went longer, so Rusty's going to come and do a song to minister in closing. I'm going to stay here. If the prayer team wants to go up and pray, I'm going to stay down here. If you need prayer for anything... You know, I, I talked about that, that burden, that yoke, that, that, that if you need, you know, you're ready to be free from stuff, you want some prayer or whatever, you know, I'm going to hang around down here. Don't worry about what everybody thinks or says or whatever. Just allow uh, God to minister. So Rusty, come and, and, and give, close us out of here with a song. about uh, loving God, loving others. Amen? That what he's talking about? That we, we desire to love God. We desire that so much that we want to go out and love others. Amen? So, loving God
friends. I did want to make, there's an update on, we, we were praying for a, uh, Corey Keith who came and sang his little cousin that had, uh, had, uh, the mutton busting accident that had caused him, uh, just about, uh, well, it was bad, not sure he was going to live. He is making progress. Uh, he's still unable to walk or talk, but they seem to be seeing some, uh, change. And so we want to continue to, uh, continue to pray. Mm, okay, good, good. So making some progress from being uh, look like look like death. So anyway, we want to we want to continue to lift him up and continue to pray over him. So what a blessing. Well, you guys, as you close out to, or as we close out in prayer, you guys just uh, go out and expect God to do great things. Kevin, close us if you would. Lord, thank you for this cowboy church. Um, thank you for. All the help we get from everybody here, we appreciate that. Um, we know uh, they're doing it for you, God, as we all do everything for you. Um, please be with Corey Keith's cousin to keep improving. Uh, they didn't give that little boy a chance, and he keeps improving every day. That's just, we give that all to you, Lord. Only you can do that for darn sure. Um, be with everybody as they go home. If we could uh, get a little rain, we'd, we'd sure appreciate that too, Lord. Amen.